Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bitter Rivals podcast. As always, I'm Avery. This is Gatano. This is episode 72. And yeah, we got uh, obviously some hockey to talk about. So um, there are obviously a few Leafs games. Leafs, Leafs are kind of putting putting together a little bit of string of good play here, which is nice to see. Uh, Habs won last night. They beat Philadelphia in a shootout on a game tire from Cole Caulfield late that we'll get to. Um, Leafs pretty much blew Buffalo out of the water last night, which was nice to see because those are usually that's a those are trap games for the Leafs. Buffalo had lost seven straight coming in. <laughs> I, I almost bet against them, but I didn't, and they won. So that was good. Uh, the Devils are very, very good. Yo, they're so fucking good. <laughs> Some might say nasty. Like they walked into Montreal and slapped the shit out of Montreal. Toronto and, and New Jersey went to overtime, and then they walked into Ottawa yesterday and beat the brakes off of them, too. So, uh, not that Ottawa's any good, and we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> at at length as well, because a certain ex-senator is playing really, really good hockey right now. Uh, one that they may have paid us to take away, so... Um, must suck to be, a, to, be, to be a Sens fan, right? Like... They're 30th overall in the NHL out of 32 teams. They thought they were going to be way better. The Toronto Maple Leafs are fifth overall out of 32 teams. Uh, where are the Habs? Getting we, fantastic we, we, the Habs play. are somewhere in the middle, eh? Yeah, I think they're somewhere in the middle. Uh, and 18, eight, I'll take 18. They've been getting fantastic play from one Matt Murray, who the Ottawa Senators, again, paid us to take off their hands. And he is now leading us to to several victories. Like we're talking, we're sit- right now. We're sitting in a Matt Murray nine thirteen save percentage and an Ilya Samsonov of nine twenty one. So that's not bad. That's pretty good team goaltending right there, if you ask me. And if those two guys can stay healthy, I I, I like where we're at. Um, on top of that, though, the uh, the big four have really started playing like like they can. Uh, I was looking at the points leaders on the team last night. I think it is Mitch Marner leading the team with 22 points in 19 games. Uh, and there's four guys at at least a point a game, and it is exactly who it should be. It's Marner, Nylander, Matthews, and Tavares. All over a point a game. Tavares, is, we've talked about it at length already this year. Resurgence. Love to see it because we need, we need that from him. Uh, William Nylander... Again, we've talked about this too, but he's he's a leader. He's 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 low key your best player sometimes. Well, a lot of the time, (laughs) he he is actually tied with Connor McDavid um, for most points or most games with at least a point in it. That's impressive. That's a that's pretty pretty big cut. You're tied with Connor McDavid for anything. You're you're usually pretty happy about it, right? He's other other than like hits and block shots, those are probably things that you don't want it. But anything offensive, yeah. If you're tied with McDavid, that's pretty, pretty good company. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I I, I don't know, man. Uh, Nylander's on that, but like he's he's a dog on a bone this year, and it's so nice to see. Like, I haven't let me put it to you this way: I haven't seen any of the Nylander slander that's been going on here <laughs> for the past eight years since we drafted him. There's been Nylander slander. 2014 and i haven't heard any over the past couple months not a little bit like no trade nylander no he's uh swedish softy no none of that none of that he's one of the best players in the league and he's showing it what was my prediction at the beginning of this year 40 goals con smythe right uh i don't know about con smythe but you definitely 40 goals 
I don't you you it was forty goals because I definitely know I picked Conn Smythe. Hundred percent I picked him for the Conn Smythe. That's a fact. But um yeah, no, and my my prediction's looking looking pretty, pretty good. Um another thing that I have to mention just from last night's game, Tage Thompson's fucking good, man. And he's <laughs> six foot he's seven. So- <laughs> He's so good. I love I love these stories, these players who just like one year decide to just fucking turn it on and become like, fucking monsters. I love it. Yeah. He, uh, he's a very, very talented hockey player. Like the 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 puck ability that he has for a guy that is so big and lengthy and long, like his ability to quickly move the puck is is wild. Wild. Well, didn't he uh, score like 40 last year? Tage Thompson? Yeah. Maybe everybody scored 40 last year, though. <laughs> like, honestly. Hockey DB, Tage Thompson, 38. 30, yeah. 68 points in 78 games. And but he's, he's out of right, nowhere, too. Yeah, he's got 12 goals, 10 assists for 22 points in 18 games this year. So there you go. But, um... Yeah, he, he he you can tell he's really come into his own that kid cuz he he looks great. Um yeah. So that's that's what happened last night in Toronto. Leafs won. I think the final score was 5-2. Uh Mark Giordano with a goal, John Tavares with a goal, we and William Newman uh, with a couple. We didn't really talk about the Giordano goal last night. Just thoughts on it? I uh, what's there to talk about? No, I was, I was making sure we're we're on the same page of that was it's clearly a just, goal. Yeah, just because there was some discussion uh, in the intermission with Bieksa and kind of carried over onto Twitter last night. Just wanted to make sure we're both on the same page there. I'm actually watching the goal right now. Like, it's on my Twitter right next to your face <laughs> here. And I don't even, I don't think there's anything to talk about. Tuck slides like a maniac into the net, knocks the net off. The puck goes between where the post would have been had he not knocked the net off. I don't see... Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm just, just making sure. I, yeah, I remember BX's <laughs> argument. Like, I've I, I seen BX's argument last night, too, and normally BX says some pretty smart things, but I think that was his dumbass defenseman talking. Like, his defenseman brain talking, yeah, because, yeah. like, how would that not... Like, I don't, I don't see how that's not a goal. Yeah, no, like, there's... If the play, like, kind of continued longer before the puck went in, you, you'd might, you might consider it. But Tuck no, flies but into the net. The net comes off at the same time that the puck is pushed towards the net. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what I mean. Like it's it's in that same like motion that the puck is going on net and the net gets taken off. Like yeah, and there's no like it would also be different if maybe Tuck gets contacted by Giordano and Giordano sends him into the net. Make yeah. Giordano takes him down. That's different. But Tuck just slides to try and stop Marner on the breakaway. He dives at him, yeah, and misses and and slides into the net. Alex Tuck. That's what happened. It's a clear goal. Anyway, so that, uh, yeah, I would have been really upset had they called that one no goal. I would have been like, (laughs) what? And I think the reason they called it no goal on the ice, and this is fair, is there's no net. Like, I don't think the ref actually saw where the puck crossed. Like, he wasn't sure. He thought maybe the puck crossed, like, on the outside. Yeah, there's no no problem with them calling it no goal on the ice, as long as they go to the review. That's exactly uh just watching the world cup today uh that's some great video review technology there that's something that the nhl like you're telling me we can't afford to put a fucking chip in a puck like they could you know what i mean like i don't understand 
and, and like sensors at, at each blue line and, and the red line so we can automatically see what is icing, what isn't icing. And I, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it, but the NHL is still in like the fucking 80s when it comes to technology. Yeah. So, yeah, like that. I, I, there was a lot of people today that were saying, "How show me where that Qatar goal is offside or, or the, the, the goal yeah. against Qatar was offside. It's it didn't look it. But when you actually watch the video, it was it was clearly yeah. offside. So that's that's some technology that in American football, too, like it's outrageous. They literally have two guys carrying chain a chain that is ten yards long, and that's how they measure anything in the game. Like it's ridiculous. It does it, It's insane how archaic that is. And the NHL is the same. I, I just soccer's done VAR well. I think they really have. And I think uh, that's that's something that other sports teams should should be looking into adopting. Right. Yeah. Well, man, even the goal line technology in soccer, it's immediate. If the ball crosses the line, the fucking ref's watch buzzes, and he knows it's a goal. It doesn't. You don't have to go to review. You don't have to do anything. You get the buzz. It's a goal. Like, why yeah. can't we have that in hockey? Exactly. Sen- sensors between the posts. Sensor in the puck. The puck crosses the line. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I am. Uh, I I was happy with the call last night. There wasn't a whole lot else going on last night. There's more to talk about in Leafland, but I'll let you talk about the Habs game last night first. Oh, it was electric last night. It was Saturday night in the Bell Center. Uh, the Flyers come to town, score two in about a minute and a half, two minutes. To start the uh, game, like off oh, the yeah. hop? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm talking like I sat down with my fucking supper and the Habs are already down one nothing. Uh. But uh, it was a good fight back from the boys. Again, the young guys running the show, Caulfield, Suzuki, Doc, that line is stupid good, Ave. Uh, I have the updated stats here. So 11 games together. Doc has 13 points. Suzuki 16 points. Caulfield 13 points. Like they're just, they're rolling. Yeah. And they're hot right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Nick Suzuki just, <laughs> he's just, he's just a head above everyone else right now in Montreal. And like that's Caulfield and Doc included. He is just, so fucking good, Abe. Like that cross seam assist for the Caulfield tying goal, unbelievable. Any other player in the league with four seconds left on the clock is shooting the puck there. But uh. Suzuki, Suzuki knows Caulfield sitting on the far side waiting for it, and fucking beats four flyers with that pass. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah, I up you one. Mitch Marner would make that pass also, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like that's you know what I mean, though. Like, there's there's very few players in the league who, in that position, aren't thinking just fucking rip it on net. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Actually, spe- speaking of the Giordano goal, Mitch Reiner was on a literal clear cut breakaway and made a pass through a defenseman behind him to set up that Giordano goal. Yeah. So. You know, you know what I'm saying? Anyway. Oh, no, I know what you're saying. I'm sorry what you're saying. Uh, the other thing last night with the Habs is Mike Matheson finally made his season debut after uh, getting hurt in preseason. Uh, so we actually have like a, a somewhat reasonable defense core now. We actually have some fucking like some seasoned NHL players in there with him, Savard and uh, Edmondson as like the senior players. And now uh, we've started the rotation of the young guys because we just 
they've been playing so well, you can't send them down. It's tough to scratch guys like Jordan Harris, but you can only dress six. Uh, I mean, we could dress seven and fucking scratch someone like Mike Hoffman or fucking Dadnov because they're useless, but... Eh, yeah. Yeah, those are a couple of big contracts, too. Yeah. Um... So yeah, that's it. It was a wild, uh, wild finish last night. I, I was not. I actually, do you know what I did call it? You can ask <laughs> any, any like, and I'm not trying to be LeBron here. Like, I'm actually serious. I said I'm calling it right now. I, I think there was like 56 seconds left. I was like, just because I hate the guy so much, Caulfield's <laughs> gonna tie this game. Like, he's just. I know it because he sucks. He's terrible. <laughs> he's too small. But. I just know that he's going to tie this game because I don't want him to. So that's what's going to happen. And it happened. Like, immediately. 1.9 left on the clock. I guess not immediately. I guess 55 seconds later. But still. It was, uh, yeah, pretty hectic. uh, Pretty hectic ending. And it was a fun game to watch. I actually placed a little bit of a wager last night. Just to make things a little bit more interesting. Not involving Montreal. I had the Leafs to beat Buffalo, which they did. I had Tampa Bay to beat Nashville, which they did. And I had fucking Vegas to beat Edmonton, and they did not. They lost in overtime, and I was not very happy about that. Screw you, Connor McDavid. So good, though. <laughs> it's like, I have said this like a million times in the podcast so far, but like he, he looks like when you play NHL 23 or 22 or whatever fucking year you want to play on like rookie skill, like skill level. Yeah. The way he just... Like, he walks Alex Petrangelo, who is one of the, you know, best defensemen in the league. Yeah. Makes him look like a fucking house league player. It's ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's something to behold when he touches the puck, that's for sure. Speaking of him, let's talk about that hit. The uh, Edler hit on McDavid. Did you see it? I see it. I don't, I don't overly hate it. It's not, it doesn't, to me, look malicious like he's trying to fucking... The issue for yeah. me is he's done it before. Yeah. That's the issue for me is he did the exact same thing to Zach Hyman two years ago. And the danger, like, I don't know about you, but one of the first things I was taught as a hockey player growing up is that that can end a guy's career. Like, if you go knee on knee with a guy, you're taking the chance that not only your career could, your, your knee shatters and your career is over, but you're also going to do that to somebody else. So you got to be I, really, I, really careful with those you have to take extra precaution it's almost like hitting from behind right you gotta you gotta you can't do it you just can't do it i i've gone knee on knee a few times uh back in the day and like i'll tell you you right now my knee is still fucked from it and this was like 15 years ago that's exactly man so that's that's kind of what i'm saying no and i get it's definitely a dangerous play and definitely you know i think you got what one game nothing okay I thought he got. I thought he got a game for it. It definitely should have been one game. Not again. If it was, it didn't look like he went out there trying to knee Connor McDavid. He's trying to lay the body. McDavid shifts. He tries to shift with him. He just physically can't sh- shift his whole body in time. Right? Like it's just. Yeah, but you got to just bow out then. And yeah. it's Connor McDavid can't be going into that, putting himself in those positions either. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it's tough, man. Yeah. That's a tough one. I don't know. I I think he should have got at least a game. 
Yeah, no, he definitely should have got uh, at least one game. But anything, I don't, it wasn't worth anything more than that. Especially because well, McDavid wasn't hurt either on the play. The Hyman one was two games, two years ago in the bubble. I don't, I don't remember that one off the top of my head. It was, and it put Hyman out for at least a couple weeks. It might have even been longer, maybe a month or two. Um, speaking of the bubble, I was watching some baseball highlights from when there were no fans. That's going to be one of the most tainted times in the history of the world, man. Like, I watched those videos and I'm like, what? This looks outrageous. See, the one thing I really liked about that was there was a stretch of a couple weeks where they didn't pump in, like, fake crowd noise into the, uh, like, into the streams. And so you got to hear, and this soccer and hockey and any sport, really, you could hear the coaches and players talking. I thought that was fucking awesome. I loved hearing that. Man, it, it just looks so wrong to have a sporting event with no fans. Like, they, oh, like yeah. the, the thing that I was struggling with just watching those videos was like, man, like those players must have just been like, what are we even doing? Like, no, like the to Habs be a ones, player the in Habs that went for, The Habs went on a run to the Stanley Cup final with like less than 10K people in their building. We, like, we weren't allowed people in the building till the Vegas series. There were a few people in the building for the Leaf series. Yeah, it was, it was like, a couple hundred. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not... It just, like, looking back at it now, like, and, and now, obviously, we get to see, like, all these sporting events with full buildings again, and it's yeah. back to normal, right? It just, like, it's so wrong. It looks so wrong to see, like, an MLB baseball game like, it's like every game was played in Oakland with no fans. <laughs> I was, I was, you could say every game was played in Ottawa with no fans either. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They've been showing up this year. They might stop now because the Senators suck like we outlined at the beginning of the I, season. They also, they also took the like 5,000 seats out of their building, Abe. Yeah, they had to because they could, yeah. But now with the new ownership groups coming in, apparently those talks are going to heat up this week. So that'll be interesting. See if Ryan, Ryan Reynolds can align himself with these one of these ownership groups and maybe they get I, a bid. I really hope they don't because that would kind of make the senators likable and I don't want to like them. Yeah. Like if Ryan, if Ryan Reynolds owns them, like I can't really hate them because I really like him. Ryan Reynolds is a solid dude. Yeah. So a I really very, hope, very he, I really hope he doesn't own them. No, that would, you're right. <laughs> and it's also weird because he's like from Vancouver. Yeah. Big Vancouver boy, but. I mean, hey, if I if I was in a position where I could buy an NHL team, like... I would, too. Yeah. Want to know what I wouldn't do, though? If I was in the position to buy a company like that, I wouldn't fire, like, 90% of the staff and leave everybody <laughs> questioning whether or not my product is going to work anymore. Like Elon <laughs> Musk did with Twitter. Uh... Yeah. Hey, it seems to be going fine. Twitter's working for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I'm on Android, and it's still working for me, so... There you go. Yeah, apparently they fired the whole Android team. Uh, anyways, back to the Senators quickly. Uh, yep. You you remember the talk in the offseason about how the Senators were supposedly better than the Leafs and were dark horses in the division. What happened? <laughs> uh, well, I think there's a couple things. First of all, um, they still don't have defense. Nikita Zaitsev just got sent to the AHL. Zub's been hurt. Thomas Chabot's not great defensively. Jake Sanderson's a rookie. 
Jacob Bernard, Bernard Dockers a rookie. They're not good defensively. They just aren't. They allow a lot of goals. They don't have good goaltending. They traded away their goaltender, Matt Murray. Paid us to take him. And doesn't he look good? Wouldn't that be something that they could use right now? Anyway. But I also don't think he would look good playing behind Ottawa's defense, though, either. I'm telling you, he looks fucking great right now, man. Like, he's making no, all I, of I, the I'm, saves I'm, that you I'm, want I'm not, I'm not. I'm not doubting that. I'm not doubting that. But there's a definite difference between Sen's decor and the Leafs' decor. Oh, yes, there is. And that's, um, speaking of Leafs' decor, let's uh, let's shift yep. to, to, to that. Because uh, Jake Muzzin might not play hockey again. It's beginning to look a lot more like he's not going to play um, it's fucking brutal hockey again, which sucks to see because he is, uh, he's a fan favorite. He's a great guy. He's one of our best penalty killers. He's a stabilizing force. He's that big brute, brute D that can still move the puck that every team needs. One of those guys. Okay. And, uh, the team's going to miss him. He's a character guy. He's a locker room guy, but he brings way more than that to the table. And, um, sucks. And obviously the first thing everybody thinks about is, yeah, but cap space and, you're not going to be able to find something that replaces Jake Muzzin. You're just not Jake Muzzin's there's no, they don't grow on trees guys no, like that. No, you know? So I don't know. It's, um, it's going to be interesting to see, to see what they do with that. Uh, I've been having, you know, stop and chats discussions with people about what they think should happen. A lot of people, uh, think that we need to just replace, get a defenseman right i i'm gonna be honest with you i don't really see like i see the value in it i don't see the need for it in toronto so what would you do with that he's like what five something mil five point eight no not five point eight maybe just five i think it's just five so so if if you're if you're not going to get a defenseman what are you doing with it i'm going to get a left winger or a third line center so whoa either a very, very strong left winger, and I can't really think of anybody right now, but there is one name that I've been hearing tossed around. Uh, Mike Johnson on TSN said it, and I think that would be, this would be a hell of a pickup. What if the Leafs were able to get the St. Louis Blues to retain part of Ryan O'Reilly, O'Reilly's salary? And then your center punch is Matthews Tavares O'Reilly. Is Ryan O'Reilly going to come to Toronto to play third-line center? Yeah, absolutely he would. Why wouldn't he? Is he not like the Blues' number one center right now? I'm uh, not, I, I don't. I don't. I don't watch them enough to know their line combinations off the top of my head, but I don't think they have a better center than him. Yeah, but they're. I think that's the point, right? Like, where do you get good players from? You get good players from bad teams. No, I, I get that, but you know, I'm trying to phrase this the right way. So, according to Daily Faceoff. He is currently their second line center behind Robert Thomas. Top oh, line okay. is Buchnevich, Thomas, Toropchenko. Second line is Saad, Levo, O'Reilly. I think he'd rather play in Toronto, to be complete. He's, a, he's from around here. He's from Muskoka, I believe. Um, yeah, I think he would. I, I, I think that would be something. And if he doesn't want to do that, I know he's a guy that can also play on the wing. I've seen that before. If he wants to play on a line with Austin Matthews or John Tavares, isn't that enticing? Right? What do you have to give up to get him, though? What do you have to give up to get him? Who cares? Maybe the picks that Ottawa gave us to take Matt Murray. 
Are they any so good picks? his cap hit is seven point five. So if they eat fifty percent of that, that fits right in. And then oh, even if they all... eat twenty five. Well, I'd want them to be eating 50% of that because you also probably do want to add a little bit of depth on D. You don't need to make the big splash on D, but you do need a big body back there. Uh, Jordy Ben has been great, honestly, since he's come in. Uh, he came in once uh, TJ Brody went out with his hip or something. It's like an abdominal strain or something yeah. like that. TJ Brody's been out for about a week, and he's going to be out for another week. TJ, or... Uh, Jordy Ben came in and he he really stole the show for a couple games. He played two of the best games that a defenseman's ever played for Toronto, especially debuting. He uh, was hurt to start the year. So, yeah, it's because um, what I think in a perfect world we're looking at is you want your Riley Brody pairing in the like we're talking playoffs. Yeah, Riley Brody's a great pairing. Nothing needs to change there. Hole and Giordano, you probably want to be playing third pairing minutes. But Hole and Giordano, I think, work well together. Giordano makes up for a lot of the things that Hole doesn't bring to the table, and vice versa. And Gio's old, and Hole needs to be sheltered, so keep them on that 13 to 15 minute range a night. You know, you don't want those guys playing 23, 24 minutes for you. You want that to be Morgan Riley, TJ Brody. And then I like a second pairing of Timothy Liljegren. And one of Jordy Ben, Victor Mate, or a new guy. Whoever that is, a big body, maybe a Luke Shen. What about, uh, what's his face? Sandine. Sandine has not been good enough. It's just that simple. He has not been good enough. He just, he just hasn't. And when TJ Brody comes back into the lineup, I would not be surprised if he's the one out of the lineup. Because Timmy's, you're not taking Lilligren out of the lineup. He's been way too good. You're just not taking him out of the lineup. Hole has been, he's that big body. He's a vet. He pen, kills penalties and he stabilizes kind of the, the, he's a stable piece of a very, very, of a lot of moving parts in the decor, right? Like Morgan Riley likes to move the puck. Timmy, Timmy Lilligren likes to move the puck. And he's a very stay-at-home-minded guy, but he can still move the puck. Don't get me wrong, that's not what I'm saying, that he can't do it. He just, he's more of a homebody, and that's what you need. You need at least one of those, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm interested, and I'm, I'm much happier with where the Leafs are sitting now than I was a couple weeks ago, let me put it to you that way. Especially the way the goaltending's been, it's... Like, we're fifth in the league, and we had Eric Shelgren starting for, like, a week and a half, two weeks. You know? Like, Shelgren's had, like, six too many starts, and that's six. He's had six starts, and that's six too many, you know? And now you got Matt Murray coming back and playing very, very good hockey. Ilya Samsonov, before he got sent to the fucking Mars by Brad Marchand on a penalty shot and ripped his knee in half... Like actually sent to the shadow realm is what did you (laughs) you remember that? Like he actually got dangled more than anybody's ever been dangled in their life. I think like, like he actually got hurt. Like that's what I mean. Like Brad Marchand dangled a goal, dangled a goalie so hard that he hurt himself. The goalie legit crumpled on his knee and hurt himself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm liking where we're at there. Um, no complaints. Okay. Can I can I throw one thing that I saw on Twitter at you? Here's an idea. Sure. 
Uh, if the Sharks retain half of Carlson's salary, he fits. Yes Absolutely no? not for that eight-year contract. Whatever's left on, I think it's like five or six years left. No I way. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's four including this year or four after this year, but... Dude, four years. Let's say they retain 50%. That's still five, what, 5.8 mil? 5.9 mil? Let me get it for you. So it's four That's... after this year. And it's 11.8? 11. 11.5. 11.5. 11. So we're talking still paying 5.725 mil for another four years. No. You'd no? still have to pay me to take that. Like, yeah, you'd still have to pay me to take that deal on 100%. Even if you're keeping 50% retained, I'd still want a first-round pick to take that. I just I, I I saw it I saw it thrown out there. I just wanted to make sure. Well, and the other crazy thing too is he's second in points in the NHL right now. Yeah, well, and that's kind of like that's kind of where this went was like he's playing like the old Eric Carlson again. Yeah. At thirty-two, I don't know if he can keep it up for another four years, but. Yeah. No, I I don't believe he can. I I. It is good to see. Like, let's be honest, it's great to see Eric Carlson have a little bit of a resurgence here, but I don't know how long it's going to last. I'd like to see a little bit more consistency before, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what else is going on in Montreal land? Not a whole lot, I guess. Ace, 18th, you said you guys are sitting overall? Yeah, 18th. Uh, the biggest thing, though, is we've only lost uh, like two games in a row this year. We've never lost three in a row yet, which is great. Kind of keeps us, don't want to say competitive, but not totally fucking awful. Yeah, um, yeah we're mostly healthy now with Matheson coming back. Um, actually, Mike Hoffman did get hurt last night. Uh, we don't have an update on that as far as I've seen yet. But yeah, no, it's... Uh, Things are just kind of rolling along in Montreal. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, right on. Okay, well, that is uh, good stuff to hear. Do we have any fill-in-the-blanks today? Did you do any? I know we didn't talk about it. Uh, no, I, there wasn't really a, a ton going on this week in the league. Other than Phil Kessel playing a thousand games in a row. Stupid. Just... Yeah, my favorite is he was asked about it. He's like, do you, do you have any like secrets that you'd like to pass on to the next generation, maybe, or, or anything you'd like to to say? He's like, like how you did it, and he's like, no, man. Like honestly, I I don't know. Like I I have no idea how I how I'm here. Like next thing you know, I just uh, I've played a thousand games. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> such a Phil answer, man. <laughs> like just I don't even know. I just did it. <laughs> right. Uh, Actually, we had this conversation. Uh, Hall of Famer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had this conversation. I forgot that he won two Stanley Cups, remember? Yeah. Yeah, definitely a Hall of Famer. Phil, the thrill. Yeah, I think we were playing COD the other day when we had that conversation. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's get to the league. The BRP League, baby. The fucking... Big week for me right now. 
Yeah, you uh, had a big night last night, eh? I had a fucking massive night last night, thank I'm God. I'm projected to lose? <laughs> oh, no. Weren't you projected to win, like, all week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, by, like, a point, too. Oh, my God. I'm going to need to to make an ad, I think. Mm. Who, who, who are you going to pick up? Mm, I don't know, man. Maybe Ricard Raquel. How's he looking? Six. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take Ricard Raquel. And I am going to drop... Hmm. Let me pull up your team. What does he play? Left wing, right wing? Uh, he's left wing, right wing. I'm going to drop Kempe. Just so I get another player tonight, honestly. There, it's done. It's been done. Now get Raquel in there. There we go. Not projecting to lose anymore, baby! Let's go! <laughs> Ricard Raquel, one woman's strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. <laughs> what? You've never seen that? Jay, whenever he scores a goal or something, Jay Onright, like from Sports Center yeah, with Jay yeah. Onright, he, uh, he says that. It's funny. <laughs> One woman's journey from Milan to Minsk. Ricard Raquel. <laughs> uh, all right, so so you're playing who? You're playing Iman this week? Yeah, I'm playing Iman this week. Current score is 299 to 293. Uh, no Regretskis. Absolutely getting clapped by Boats and Hosas. Well, it's not clapped. It's, it, it was a close one all week. Last night, I kind of pulled away. Thank you, Cole Caulfield. North Korea. Shitting on Jager bombs. Williams' tip-top team is beating the old fucks. And Leafs and Bounds looks like they're going to catch the dub this week. Against Fans. to be Andre. <laughs> so there you go. And there it is. That's, uh, that is the, the, oh wait. Did we get all of them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're good. We've uh yeah. It's 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 going good still. In first place is no regretskis. But soon to be boats and hosas, baby. Soon to be boats and hosas. So what happens if you win? If I win the league, um I don't know. We're not, we're not giving you a t shirt. <laughs> you know, if uh well, what we'll do is if either of us win, whoever finishes behind us gets the prize. So if I Fair finish, enough. if I win the league and Michaela finishes second, she gets the prizes. Fair enough. But I still get all the bragging rights. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. Did we discuss anything for last place? Well, I mean, last place is going to be you. I, I was going to say kicked out of the league for next season, but I don't think we can do that to you. How am I going to be last place? Eh, you might. There's three teams that have less points. Four teams. There's four yeah, teams that have less points. You literally won one game. This you're you're one in four, my guy. Yeah. So if two other two other teams are one in four. Yeah. And it so looks I'm like saying... I'm about to catch a dub this week. Yeah. Still. 
You're still you're like Buddy. the Ottawa Senators of our league. You think you're super good, Buddy, but you're fucking five in the basement. Games in, we're five weeks in. We'll be good. We'll be fine. <laughs> we're laughing. We're just gonna shake it off and we'll be fine. We're gonna be in the playoffs and everything. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all good. Can't be a rise without a fall. <laughs> all right. Uh, That's enough of us just shooting the shit. Let's uh let's let's call her uh let's call her a show here. Anything else you wanna add? Uh, let me just pull up the hab schedule for this week. Yeah, I do. I know the Leafs have the Islanders tomorrow. Here, I'll go first. Islanders tomorrow in New Jersey again on Wednesday. Bro, they're so fucking good. Yeah, I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> in Minnesota on Friday at 2 p.m. That's a weird one. Uh, and then in uh, thank is that Thanksgiving weekend though in the states? Oh yeah, probably. And then in Pittsburgh on Saturday. So that's that's what we got cooking this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we've got the Habs have the Sabers coming to town on Tuesday, and then we had two Columbus on Wednesday, uh, Chicago at two p.m. on Friday, and then that is it for the week. No Saturday night game this uh, this week. All right. Well, there it is. There there is episode seventy two for our lovely fans. Uh, as always, I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, we'd like to thank the game entertainment and media uh, for hosting us on their platform and all of the other support that they provide for us. Um, if you haven't listened to full time with Catano and Daniel Scarpino yet, go ahead and do that. I'm going to plug it every week. So thanks, buddy. <laughs> get used to it. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening again. Episode 72. We'll see you next week for episode 73.